From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. C, senor. Dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty. Communications compound, and today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The New England Patriots Super Bowl champions. We are doing the show shirtless, all of us today, in honor of the halftime show. Whoa, and I who knew getting all those tattoos overnight would hurt so much? Because I got all Adam Levine up. Do you need more baby oil? I went to an all-night tattoo parlor. And they had four guys working on me all night. Yeah, most people do that a little bit at a time, but uh, not me. I went for it to get caught up. Woo! 
the scabs. Ow. There has got to be a, uh, a moratorium on declaring things the worst this or the greatest that <laughs> immediately. Oh, yes. Yeah, I know. I, I couldn't know. believe it. It's the that. only way to break through. Is that it? Is that this how is the you... greatest moratorium of all time? Go on. I don't know how Twitter and YouTube and everything works, but it's amazing to me how many videos and comments were at the very top immediately. Worst halftime show ever. I thought, how, how does that even happen? First of all, did, have you not watched any halftime shows over the last 20 years? <laughs> yeah. It's about the same as all of those. The word kids, and it's today's word of the day, is innocuous. <laughs> innocuous. It was fine. It wasn't much. It was, it was fine. It was real good for what it is. <laughs> I mean, given the parameters, right. I guess, because it's always kind of the same thing. Oh, here's your topic, and we'll take your calls. There were twice as many nipples on display as Janet Jackson, yet no outrage. Sexism? Call now. My wife pointed that out. Um, Your wife was right. Uh, so... You eat much? Uh, no, 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 not really. No, no. I I watched at home as I often do, mm-hmm. and uh, no, I just kind of sat there. I was munching these little cracker things and just strumming my guitar. I had it was incredibly <laughs> un-American. Sam and I, we, we were alone. Sam and I uh, had a, 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 an array of dips. Oh. We had like eight different dips. Oh. All grocery store bought dips, but oh, uh, that's fine. And he was very excited. Man, An he, array of dips. He loves to get his snack on. He had the super hot Doritos and a, an orange crush. He was perfectly happy. Wow. See, that's a party. That sounds great to me. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to go through lots of that stuff. And if you have any comments, our text line 415-295-KFTC. Oh, we're shirtless, but we're in blackface. Right. So we're both things. But only because I do such an incredible moonwalk. That's not appropriate. That wouldn't be appropriate. So we'll get you caught up to speed on all the big stories. I hope you can stay here. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. I had one bag of chips, mm-hmm. one dip, and two parents that were offended by the halftime show. Are we saying <laughs> oh, that? You know, what is this? This isn't music. You know, This is not music. They're just talking into the microphone. Oh, That's boy. not music. All right. You know? yeah. Love no, that. Yeah. no offense, Mom. I love you, but that take is kind of old. I love that. They're just talking into the microphone. Yeah. That's oh, fantastic. Boy. They're shouting. How do, we shouting. Feel, how do we feel about the shirtlessness? Maybe I'm just old. I just thought, I just think that's too much. I don't think you need to be shirtless. You work as hard as he does at A, abs, and B, tats. You gotta show it off a little bit. He's a be, handsome man. Be clothed. He is a handsome man. For that Adam Levine. On the other hand, he's the grimmest front man in the history of rock and roll. He looks like he's heading to a dental appointment at all times. He looks so serious. There is Why so serious, son? Did you see him during uh, carpool karaoke in the pregame? He was very I, fun. I did not. He was very fun during that. There you go. So why not smile to the audience? There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, I was fascinated to learn that in uh, in the game in which was essentially a battle of punters for most of it. <laughs> that both punters, the the New England's uh, Josh Al, or Ryan Allen and the St. Louis or the Los Angeles Rams Johnny Hecker, they were college teammates. Oh, fascinating! Hecker was a. They were both walk-ons. John Al, or Allen was the starting kicker for Oregon. Hecker was a walk-on. Ends up taking his job. They become buddies or whatever. But I find it fascinating that both of them end up on opposite sides of the Super Bowl. It's yeah. a 
The world's smaller than it seems. And, and even more fascinating is that people are talking about punters the day after the Super <laughs> yeah, Bowl. because there were no scoring or touchdowns. <laughs> so I only watched the fourth quarter. We watched every moment of commercials and entertainment, but not much football. And I watched the fourth quarter. And then when, when New England got down within the 20 at like eight minutes to go in the game, and they said, that's the first red zone play of the game, I thought, holy crap. Yeah. I didn't even know that was possible in the NFL. To make it to midway through the fourth quarter before either team has a snap inside the opponent's 20, that's amazing. You know, if you're if you're really a hardcore fan of football, you have to appreciate the incredible play of the defenses and the incredible strategizing in the defenses. It was practically miraculous on both sides of the ball. On the other hand, if you're just watching the game to be entertained, it was a little short on that. If I wanted soccer, I'd watch the World Cup. <laughs> All right. You uh-huh. know what my favorite take was? Our mutual friend Lane. You remember Lane? He was keeping score between the Rams and annoying social justice ads. And the ads won by like 8-3. to three. Crushed them. My favorite tweet I saw was, at halftime, it's Maroon 5, Patriots 3, Rams 0. <laughs> There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, I gotta confess, I've lost faith in Madden 19. <laughs> the video game was supposed to predict NFL game winners. The game had picked the Rams to win by three. So I promptly rushed out and made an investment based on the toy's recommendation. Oh. <laughs> and I lost. So There was nobody predicting what happened. There's There had yeah. to be some wacky winners. I saw one almost... Uh, somebody almost won a five hundred to one on no no touchdown in the Super Bowl, which came very close oh, to happening. Oh wow! And that would have been yeah. a huge bet. Wow! Of course, who would have bet that? I would have never put money on no super no touchdown. The in person a super Bowl. who had that ticket probably had a thousand other yeah. bets of varying yeah, degrees right. of value. Exactly. You put ten or twenty bucks on that amidst all your other bets. Yeah, mm. just as a lark. I didn't have completely shirtless halftime show. I missed mm. all kinds of stuff. Mm. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Monday, February fourth, the year twenty nineteen. We're uh, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Well, then let's begin the show or kick it off, as it were. <laughs> According to FCC rules and regulations, at Mark. And that'll be the end of the first half. And if you like offensive football, well, too bad. There you go. <laughs> or entertainment of any sort, really. <laughs> yeah, well, don't worry. There won't be much in the next 20 minutes either. Oh, yeah. You're a big fan of something entertaining. Uh, the problem is that's an introduction for people like me who don't follow all year long. If you're introducing me, this is the, the big sport in America. Right. Here's the best of it. Oh. And you introduce it to me, I think, yeah. that's that's as good. That's the best of it? It's a bit of a pig. <laughs> uh, what are their headlines, Marshall? Well, Super Bowl 53, the dynasty continues onward. The Virginia governor not stepping down in the face of racist photos controversies. And this year's Super Bowl national anthem controversy coming up minutes from now. It is pretty disappointing that that whole Virginia governor thing happened over the weekend and not like on a Wednesday through Friday when we could have covered it moment by moment. What about my needs? Because what a great story, the way it laid out from the discovery of the picture to the acceptance to the denial to the moonwalking to the coverage. Hilarious, pathetic, so much to enjoy. But we'll try to catch you up on that. How does Mailbag look? Oh, it's very good. We have our weekly shower thoughts to kick off the week on a philosophical note. State of the Union addresses tomorrow night, if that matters to That'll come up among other things. Trump did a whole bunch of interviews over the weekend. Lots of good stuff. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
consensus on what ad everybody liked the most? Is there a national consensus on that? I don't know. Have you? I haven't looked. Have you, Sean? The uh, the hundred years of the NFL or whatever the NFL oh, celebration that one. That's freaking fantastic. Yeah, was hilarious. that an ad? It was kind of just a promotional ad for the NFL, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you call that an ad, that was one of my favorite things of the day. God, I wish I wish it had been so kind awesome. of closed captioned with all the guys' names though, because it moves so quickly. And I'm also wondering how old you had to be to really enjoy it. If you're <sighs> younger than I am, you didn't know who a lot of those people were. Yeah, yeah. Well, and if you're me, you didn't know who a lot of those people were. I mean, it just again, it moved so fast, and there were so many guys. Yeah. So if that counts as an ad, the the opening of the game, the Peyton Manning presenting the film thing, I thought was freaking hilarious. I think that was the highlight of the day. I wish John Malkovich would yell at me. I thought that was the best thing of the entire Super Bowl. That was really, really good. But I don't think that counts as an ad, or maybe it does. I don't. Mm. Was that before the anthem? So you didn't see that? Yeah. No, oh, that was it. the best thing of the entire five-hour broadcast. No, I'll watch you got to check online. that out. It's several minutes long. Yeah. Okay. But it's really, really good. I was I was bummed because I figured okay I'll turn on the telecast, the actual game, and I'll see all sorts of good stuff. Oh. But I just caught uh, Gladys Knight um, barely because she was in the pregame. I thought the anthem's part of the game. I need to be alerted. Mm. Mailbag. Yeah, the stuff the NFL did, the Peyton Manning, the opening of the, the whole thing, their big open, and that 100-year thing, really good stuff. Yeah, so agreed. they've decided, apparently, they got to get on their PR game because that was good. How long did it take to film that 100 years of the NFL thing with, like, 75 players involved and 112 stunts? I mean, were they working on that for six months? And then just getting them all in a room, yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from Daniel Webster once again. Hold on, my friends! To the Constitution and to the Republic for which it stands. Miracles do not cluster. And what has happened once in 6,000 years may not happen again. Hold on to the Constitution. For the American Constitution should fail. There will be anarchy throughout the world. You know what the term living Constitution is? It needs to be a document that can change with the times. Can I translate that for you? We want more power than the Constitution allows us to have. Never let that happen. Mm. We're uh, shirtless and in blackface, if you're just joining us today. Trying to keep up with the main stories of the weekend. And heavily tattooed. And again, oh, it stings. All in one night. But in blackface. To also keep up with the newsy part of the weekend. Absolutely. Oh, let's see. Here's your uh, federal law of the day. Your crime of day. Because there are so many federal laws. Nobody even knows how to count them. Section 16, U.S. subparagraph 742J-1. Subsection A, subsection 1, makes it a federal crime to shoot a fish from an airplane. Tell you what, if you can shoot a fish from an airplane, you're good. Are you shooting at fish with a regular gun or firing fish at something? (laughs) I don't understand what you're saying. (laughs) I believe you are shooting at fish from an airplane. When you first said that, I was picturing shooting fish, Uh, like firing fish. You could take that sentence both ways. Gotcha. Hilarious. Uh, let's see. Ah, moving along to the weekly shower thoughts is compiled by uh, Rich in Salt Lake City. It's a good observation. Avatar, the highest grossing film of all time. Is it still? I remember mm. it was at the time. Seems to have made zero impact on culture. No one references the movie. No one really talks about it since it was released 10 years ago. That's a good point. I didn't see it when it was out because I was so busy raising kids. I finally saw a big chunk of it on cable and I thought, eh. It's visually really interesting. That is a good point, and though. Of the time, and that often happens with award-winning stuff. Um, it is, you know, and the real test of art is the test of time. 
Agreed. Nobody ever referenced, like they said in Avatar, and hits you with a quote, like they do with, you know, so many other movies. Right, 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 yeah. The themes of it or anything. So what did you think of the Lebowski ad, speaking of uh, favorite movies that live on in culture? Uh, I was, well, uh, having been bitterly angered and betrayed, it's like saying, it's like asking me, uh, how, so your wife's lover, is he a nice guy? Doesn't enter into it. I've been betrayed. <laughs> okay. I thought the uh, the cameo by the world's most interesting man in it was funny. Yeah. But the rest of it was that just pairing, pairing the dude with Carrie Bradshaw also is just... And they were going for icon- characters who have iconic drinks who are making the switch. I, and, I get that. Yeah, but yeah. Just... And that's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. I got it. It was funny. It was not a bad ad. Mm. But again, Weird Wife's Lover is a thoroughly likable, quite a chap. He's got a great sense of humor. It doesn't matter. Boo. <laughs> Moving along. Posting a newborn's weight and length makes childbirth rather too similar to fishing. <laughs> that is pretty funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Landed a, landed a nine-pounder. It's actually nine pounds, three ounces. Another animal-related note. All dogs are therapy dogs. The majority of them are just freelancing. <laughs> I like that. That's good. That's good stuff. Uh, boy, there was a skunk about last night. Man, I did not want to let uh, Baxter out. We did. I was Super Bowl 53, Joe. What a stinker. <laughs> no, that was it was an actual skunk. Oh, gotcha. I like this one. Speaking of kids, watching a child bounce a ball and thinking that they're easily amused is okay until you realize you're watching a child bouncing a ball and amused by it. Mm. <laughs> you know, honestly, and man, I read a lot about this when my kids were little. The act of bouncing a ball is a miracle of programming. It's a miracle of neurological development as the kid is learning all about physics and, and motion. And it's really quite quite amazing that anybody could ever learn to do that. And they do, like nothing. And finally, this one is for you fans of the hippity hop, uh, like we saw last night on the Super Bowl briefly. In the wizarding world, rappers would be the hardest to battle. Imagine how fast they could cast multiple spells. Powerful sorcerers. That uh, that one feller. Who is that first feller? Travis Scott. Yes, he, he, he was, a big deal. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. He's 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 a thing among the youth. Is he currently a thing? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, Much, that helps because Maroon Five is not currently a thing. No, he's by far the most recent with any sort of billboard success of the people that were on that stage. How about Large Boy? Uh, big Boy <laughs> is Large Boy in his fur coat. <laughs> Give me some fur. Big Boy is fifty percent of the hip hop group Outcast, which is very much an Atlanta based hip hop group. Oh, so he's and, gotcha. and legendary, yeah. Yeah. Le- legendary, gotcha. homegrown kind of the guy, but but much past his prime. They have, hey. Outcast hasn't put out an album since like '07 or something. Was Travis Scott supposed to? I'm guessing that 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 in the rehearsals he wasn't dropping f bombs. You try to control him. Never mind that, honey. My birthday's coming. Big fur coat. I, I love oh, the tweet yeah. that that big boy and Adam Levine were sending out very conflicting messages about the weather conditions inside the dome. <laughs> That's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. <laughs> Look, is it freezing in there? It's so hot you can't stand it. And finally, this from Noah. We cut the cord a few years ago. This year I found out I could watch the game over the CBS app on our Roku. Great, we set up a party, had 20 people over, great time. Then with four minutes left in the game, the app crashed and it wouldn't start up again. This was moments ago. Final moments of the game are occurring right now, he writes. My guests are fleeing to their own DVRs. Hooray, technology! Whoops. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) If anything's going to crap out, that was the game for it. 
Marshall coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. A popular theme on Twitter about the halftime show, which has kind of become like a um, a, a national tradition, right? To bash the halftime show. Yes. There is, I can't imagine anything you could put on the halftime show that 80% of America wouldn't say that sucked. Right. I, I, I don't even know what you would choose. By the very nature of entertainment. Right. I mean, unless, you, like some guy doing some incredible juggling act. Everybody loves juggling. Yeah, I thought it was perfectly fine for what it is. Charming dogs doing something. But this is a funny meme. So, first of all, when Adam Levine's out there, he's got, like, a jacket, then another jacket. And then when he got down to that second jacket, I said to my wife, is that a tank top under there? And she said, I'll bet. And I said, Uh-oh. And I said is he actually going to wear a tank top? Grown the man in a print tank top. <laughs> then he's in the tank top, and I, and I said, he's not going to take the tank top off at some point. And she says, I'll bet he does. I thought, nah. And they did. But anyway, that, that tank top he was wearing... Lots of tweets around America on how it it looks exactly like their sofa, their chair, their drapes, or their throw pillows. Lots of people with drapes yes. or throw pillows. Or it was ch- an odd tank top, specifically like 70 eras kind yeah, of kitsch. Yes. <laughs> look at all the people who have chairs yes. with exactly I knew I'd seen that print. My grandmother's living room. <laughs> That's hilarious, and I like this uh, tweet. Adam Levine looks like if Target designed a rock star. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that is really perceptive. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, Super Bowl 53 in the books. And there it is. The dynasty continues. Yay. Patriots beating... The millennials versus perennials. That's what it was, Marshall. What? Patriots beating the Rams 13-3 in Atlanta, taking their sixth Super Bowl. The, fir- uh, the fourth quarter, starting with the teams tied at 3-3. Three and three. First time a Super Bowl has gone into the fourth without a touchdown until... That's amazing. It's not easy to get that to happen in the modern era. It's just because the whole league is designed toward more scoring. The rule right, changes, right. this, that. Right. The, all the, I was looking at the lowest scoring yeah. Super Bowls, and the top five lowest... This is the lowest scoring Super Bowl, yeah. but the top five before that were like Super Bowl 3 Five, seven, nine, and two. Right, exactly. I mean, just right. all when the game was completely different. The right. ball was made of lead. <laughs> and, and you threw like twice a game. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed unfair or the something. The forward pass is a fad. <laughs> yeah, back in those days. Yeah, three yards in a cloud of dust. God, to get to midway yeah. through the fourth quarter before there's a touchdown is just inexplicable. It'd be like an NBA game where nobody scores a basket till yeah. halftime. Tied up at three and three until a 29 yard catch by Gronk set it up. Down the field. That sets it up for the only TD of the game. Running it for the touchdown. Sony Michelle. Was that a Frenchman? Sony Michelle. After the win. Frenchman on the football field. After the win, the ageless Tom Brady was asked. What will motivate you to come back? How will you reset and do it all over again? Look at this. How could this not motivate you? This is what it's all about. And um, to have this little girl here, this little boy, and my other boys around here. And- now, see, I got to say, as a parent, I'm motivated by my small children to work 100 hours a week. Yeah. As opposed to stay home with them all the time. I don't quite understand that, what he was saying there. Do you understand that? 
Uh, you know, it's no. motivating to be out of town for half the year. Is these uh, little kids? I know. I didn't get that. He's he's a unique bird, that Tom Brady. It's just an odd thing to say. Of course, I've never been as motivated as him to do anything. I was in a building that was on fire once. I was motivated to get out of it. Other than that, not really. If he plays as long as he claims, I saw the, uh, part of the pregame yeah. interview where he said mid-40s. Uh, 45 yeah. is kind of his cutoff. Yeah. He's going to get he's gonna get hit at some point, like next year, and then he just won't recover because your body doesn't heal up. And that's what will happen. Not to get too football on you. You can diet all you want. Yeah. All right. But the, the Brady, the uh, I'm sorry, the Patriots offense and the skills of Mr. Brady are designed to get the ball out of his hands quickly, and he never gets tackled. And that's part of that's a big part of the reason he's still playing and playing well at age 40. But as Jack points out, you, you can only make one or two mistakes in that plan as you get into your 40s. Yeah, and then you just don't get better again. Right. Um, I liked this headline back to the Super Bowl from the Onion. Super Bowl halftime show marred by functioning sound system. <laughs> That's beautiful. You know, that, that, that line you mentioned from the Twitter, it's as if Target designed a rock star. I, I love that just because, not only because of the ridiculous sofa print tank top, but, <laughs> but like shopping at Target, Adam Levine is sexy, but just, just sexy in a safe way and and he's dangerous with his tattoos but just a little bit because he's obviously a pleasant guy and they rock but just just a little bit i mean it's just it's innocuous it's like the the naughty t-shirts in target are just not very naughty it was enough to scare my parents (laughs) they just talk the songs they don't even sing anymore what happened to singing what about a good melody Virginia Governor, Virginia Governor Ralph uh, Northam remains in office this morning, but he's getting a lot more pressure to resign over a racist photo that surfaced on Friday. Oh, he'll win him back. He does this great blackface Eddie Murphy comedy bit that the people of Virginia are going to love. So following the timeline, the picture emerged on Friday, which nobody can understand how that happened. Running for governor, Ed Gillespie's oppo research team never looked at the yearbook? Isn't that kind of a common one for Oppo Research, you would think? Word is, one of his classmates, who really didn't appreciate his late-term abortion talk, said, all right, that's it. And and, and either was aware of that those pictures in the yearbook or, or went digging. Okay, b- back to you, Marshall. we got to set the story for people who weren't following it. And you shouldn't follow politics over the weekend. The picture from Northam's 1984 medical school yearbook shows one man in blackface and another wearing a Ku Klux Klan robe. Now, Northam... On his page? Yes. See, that's what I don't get. If it was just in the yearbook... Right. Originally, I thought it was just in the yearbook, and he was saying, I don't remember. I didn't see... It's it's a photo Hmm. with his name accredited to it, but it's not like his... Well, his I always told it was on his page. personal page. It looks like his page because yeah. it's got him graduating, it's got him in a casual pose, okay. it's got him with his hat on, it's yeah. got, and then it's got that picture. And it's got his oh, name yeah, in, in giant print across the top. Right, okay. it's the opposite. The picture is not labeled, is it, as to who's in it? No, It's but, just on his page. Gotcha, okay, but I misunderstood. But every other picture on the page is him. What is it? Is it you act as if that's, uh, you know, uh, evidence <laughs> or something. Northam first apologized and said he was one of the people in the photo, but then on Saturday he held a press conference and said, I am not and will not excuse the content of the photo. It was offensive, racist, and despicable. But I believe then and now that I am not either of the people in that photo. You, you believe then that you were not 
one okay. of the people in that well, you would know <laughs> but but so day 1 he apologized yes, for it right. which 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 made it sound like he was part of the photo then 24 hours later he says i'm not one of the people in the photo he said i have a i studied the picture right you studied the picture. Looked at it closely. You sat there and looked at it, and you held it way far, and then you looked at it really close, and then you decided you didn't need to apologize because you weren't in the picture the day before you were apologizing. For well, and we'll get into the tape of his bizarro news conference, too, but then, uh, then I believe it was Saturday, he came back and he said, nope, I'm certain that wasn't me in blackface, because I remember all the times I went in blackface yep. vividly, well, like when I did the knockout Jacko imitation. Yes, that's something oh Northam did admit. Oh, boy. That same year... I did participate in a dance contest in San Antonio in which I darkened my face as part of a Michael Jackson costume. I look back now and regret that I did not understand the harmful legacy of an action like that. There you go. Okay, we have, we're have we leaving out the key moment from the entire thing, which we'll play for you coming up, which is the most exciting part of the whole deal. Right. Um, and don't dare miss it. Yeah, that's so, bold strategy. No, 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 no. I did blackface another time. So you see, we can all right. just forget we, this. We got to talk about every angle of this. <laughs> yes, because I think the whole blackface argument is stupid and overblown, and 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 just ridiculous. On the other hand, that doofus should not be the governor of a state. <laughs> that's your news. Based on his performance, I'm Marshall Phillips. Here, I'm starting a Getty show, the conscience of the nation. I don't think he's a racist. I do think he's an idiot. And it wasn't until Fox pointed it out, having taken in a lot of coverage over the weekend, that reminded me, oh yeah, he's the guy that in very plain, weird terms was talking about murdering babies last week. Only Fox put those two stories together for me. Right. The rest of the media doesn't even see that as part of the story. Well, certainly to the right of the far left, the discussion is, what, infanticide's okay? But blackface 30 years ago, we're going to get rid of him. This is an odd world we're living in. Yeah, it is. But, uh, yeah, so the, the craziest thing he said or did, we've got coming up for you. Also, more Super Bowl coverage. And the text line is 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What do you think? Gladiators? Exactly. It's a metaphor. Listen, (laughs) we brought you on as a consultant because we wanted your football expertise. And you're getting it. I mean, is a Super Bowl champion and uh, one of the greats. Two-time. Excuse me? Two-time Super Bowl champion. You said, uh, Super Bowl champion. <laughs> it just doesn't have the same ring to it. I, mean, I know Brady's won five, and I don't get my mail at the Super Bowl like Brady does. Or, I won two. I'm proud of it. So, sorry, you were saying. <laughs> he's a good comedic actor. Oh, he's I'm, very good. I remember when he yeah. was on SNL. He's, he's good at that. Yeah. Gladiators, it's a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> His SNL skit where he's drilling eight-year-olds oh, yeah. in the chest with bullet passes oh, yeah. is one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen. And yelling at him, come on! 
Because <laughs> <laughs> it was so off-brand. Anyway. Oh, yeah, he was funny in that whole thing. So, so the NFL ends up winning the best production thing, I would think. Whatever title goes to creative people putting together an advertisement for something. Trump. The advertisement for the game, that Peyton Manning thing, was fantastic. And yep. then they won the ad meter. The 100-year game, they called it, Jack. Number one. I didn't know that was an ad. What was an ad for? Yeah, it's an ad for the NFL. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, very few, comparatively. Well, okay. Let me start that sentence again. Quite a few of the ads are simply image builders, give you a positive feeling about a product. Right. The NFL is sure as hell a product. Oh yeah, no doubt. So, yeah. So your uh, ad meter results. Um, you know, this uh, it was funny. We were talking going up to the leading up to the game about how the whole ad thing has jumped the shark, and it has to some extent. Um. Uh, the whole, I don't even watch the game. I just love the ads conversation is so tired that uh, anybody who has it's an idiot. But, uh, or, or, uh, or probably a gal who doesn't watch football. And, you know, who am I to criticize? Oh, an idiot or a gal, Joe says. No, no. I just, well, wow. every, anybody, I don't know about that. Anybody with an open mind and a kind heart understands exactly <laughs> what I was saying, Jack. You're trying to trap me. You're trying to trap me like that poor governor of Virginia. <laughs> Let's see. What's at the arse end? I have a theory on this. On what? I do want to hear the, what the top five ads were. Yes. But I have a theory on why I think the ads aren't quite as compelling as they used to be. Okay. This is my guess. I All haven't right. read this anywhere. Because I've felt this for years. As a guy who's in the advertising business, I've written thousands of ads in my life. The point of an ad is to sell a product. Mm-hmm. And I think my guess is... That a lot of these people that spent a ton of money on creative and everything like that were not realizing a return. Because I often came away from these ads. You know what my favorite ad was? That one that had that actor in it. What's his name? But I didn't know what the product was. Mm. It didn't stick in my head. And I'm wondering if they've gotten back to our main thing is we want people to remember this product is at this price or available here or comes out in March or whatever. Yeah. And so the ads aren't quite as... Uh, maybe funny or or creative or whatever, but like because they're trying to accomplish a job. They're trying to accomplish right. a job. I yeah. think they forgot what their job was for years, and it made for really good ads. You know, that's not a bad theory. Like the uh, the Lincoln guy, whatever he was advertising. I'm defeating my own Matthew McConaughey. I'm, I'm no, not Lincoln with the car, the, the the Abraham Lincoln, the guy with the five dollars and, and the pizza. Abraham Lincoln. Oh, that's Little Caesars. Yeah. So yeah. I thought, well, there's a pretty good ad over and over, hammering down five dollars, five dollars, right. five dollars for this pizza. Right. Yeah. There you yeah. go. That's the point of their ads. So at the arse end of the ad meter, not surprisingly, was the stupid, inexplicable, and charmless Eat Like Andy, Andy Warhol Burger King ad, which I think was designed to be so strange and off-putting and Warhol-esque. It worked that on people me. would talk about. So was that actually Andy Warhol? Was that footage or was that an actor? So that uh, was that was footage from I, I think it was a Danish filmmaker that was working with him on some sort of product. The I read an article where the actual backstory on this was Andy wanted McDonald's and there's that's on record that, and he was kind of settling for just the burger that they had and so the article was framing it as McDonald's is a fool if they let this go by as just some sort of unveiled shot. There's no Andy Warhol ate. A Burger King. What? But but yeah. So I'm as bored with the explanation as I was with the. Oh, no, it's the really commercial. interesting. It went deep. It was I, many thousands. That was of actually words. Andy Warhol. What the I, heck? I found that pretty intriguing. Last place, Jack. Hmm. Last place. No, I I get what you're saying. It was so bizarre. It was. I remember it. Uh, Wix.com. Oh, the, the Carly Kloss, the cute little model, talking completely straight 
about how great your website can look. Look at mine. Here's some of my new pictures, which look wonderful. Yeah, see, I think that's a pretty effective ad. The ad meter people, I think, I've always thought this skews toward entertainment value versus toward selling stuff. How about the TurboTax Robo Child? That was that was the third from the last. I thought it was hilariously, troublingly bizarre. Well, there was I thought it was great. There were several versions of it. So was there a point that we have human beings involved in doing your taxes? Yes. Yeah, with yeah, a soul, actual and yeah, accountants with a soul who will help you out. I uh, yeah, the human versus robot theme was very oh prevalent my god, in a lot of these. robots and lecturing us. Yeah. Robots everywhere. So here's your, here's your top ten very quickly. Uh, number ten was the guy fantasizing about an Audi as he's dying because he's choked on a cashew. I didn't. How did I miss that? I didn't see that. Yeah, it's strange. Um, number, uh, actually, number nine was a, <laughs> a spot. I'm going to play a little audio from this, Michael. It was the Google. A hundred billion words. Unless the internet's going to make me listen to an ad before I watch an ad, <laughs> which could happen. Oh, that's right. Hey, Google. More than 100 billion words are translated every day. Lift your hand. Thank you very much for your help. And it goes on to show international people interacting in a beautiful and very human fashion with the help of Google. I thought it was touching and affecting, but at the end of it, I said to my wife, we haven't forgotten that you're evil. Right. <laughs> so. Right. There's your Google. Uh, Bud, Budweiser, wind never felt better, dog up there. That was that was so strange. But now Budweiser's made with wind power. That sucked. And the ad meter is terrible. And doesn't have corn syrup. we got to get into that debate because uh, right. Coors Light and Miller has fire, have fired back. Oh, no, the so corn debate. For that. Those are funny ads, though. Um, I thought I didn't think that the the wind power one was any no. good, but no. Michael Bublé versus yes, Bubbly. I like that. That was amusing. <laughs> Very amusing. That one tickled me. <laughs> M&M's Bad Passengers. Yes. Were the, the, Good ad. I, I think that was, it, it was, it's rated number six, I think, mostly on the strength of moms. Oh, Because I was watching with my darling wife slash mother of my three beautiful children, and I thought, eh. And she thought, that was hilarious. Well, so, I, I liked it, and I, I, I was watching it thinking, I'm glad there are enough parents that have had that reaction that that's a, an okay commercial yeah because i've been driving it you have got to stop right right <laughs> so true so true number five verizon the coach who wouldn't be here the football coach who was almost killed in a car wreck and mm. he meets the first responders who saved his life very that's touching nice. very i don't nice. like touching during my super bowl right. trying to enjoy my chips there you go there's an alternate point of view uh number four uh <laughs> do you got that hyundai ad for me uh yeah yeah, yeah. little of that this was funny Hello, folks. What floor? Oh, we're car shopping. Ah, you're going down. Way down. <laughs> this floor, root canal. Oh, this is bad. This stopped jury duty. Remember, jury duty. innocent until proven. Well, he did it, right? We all agree. He did it. <laughs> so it's Michael Bateman, Hyundai Elevator. It's pretty funny. Jason Bateman's a Jason good Bateman, comedian. Sorry. He's yeah. a good comedic Come on, actor. Michael. I always get his name. I have trouble with the whole fantasy and reality thing. Microsoft, we all win with the handicapped kids playing video games. Beautiful. That one got me. That was sweet. It was wonderful. Number two, Amazon Alexa. It's uh, Harrison Ford chasing his dog around. This is dog. That was pretty good. Orders pallets full of dog food. That was pretty good. If you didn't like that, you don't like life. (laughs) Hilarious. And number one, again, the NFL, their 100 year game promo. Yeah, that was really good. I just am surprised that did so well because it seems like you'd have to be a certain age and a guy to really appreciate it. Or, in short, a football fan. Yeah. Yeah. It was the Super Bowl, Jack. The championship of football. Was it? 
It was. That's what that was. was. Sure didn't look like it. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.